Joe, I know we have a ton of stuff to get to here, but can I throw a, a question that came in on the text line to you? Yeah. This is very interesting. Texter here on the Kendall Toyota text line says, so you, we know the best college team will get destroyed by the worst NFL team. What about the best college team versus the worst USFL team? Or even the best USFL or XFL merger or whatever Ooh, team. And man. you put Alabama or Georgia. Somebody got into uh, some. some uh, I think they're very interesting hypothetical. You know I'm a big fan of these, these scenarios. But if you put Alabama against like the XFL champions, Alabama would wax them, right? I don't know about waxing, but you would think. Because isn't like the quarter the quarterbacks on all of so let's start a quarterback the quarterback on all of these top college teams better yeah. than so I was thinking about right? all the yeah I was thinking yes and I was thinking about the offensive line some of these teams got really good offensive lines yeah well, they have more NFL players on Alabama or Georgia than they do on any of these XFL teams. you might be right yes there right? there is a chance there's a I mean, there's Georgia's a good chance get ten guys taken in the first round I would think one right? of those teams. We, I told you about that Michigan team is loaded with uh Yeah, I'm guessing draft Michigan picks. would physically beat up one of those XFL teams. And they got a really good quarterback, too. So, yeah, that would be – that could happen. hypothetical for you. Well, someone sent that by the way, deep thought, thank you. thinking out, during the break. Outside the box, I, I that one is the – by the way, those are bad for business when you go it, – it's dead air because you're going, holy crap. That <laughs> Someone says, he hate me with the carry. He hate me goes for a two-yard gain. That, uh, that scenario there. <laughs> he ate me. Those were funny. Boy, that guy lost a lot of money twice. <laughs> that was a long time ago, just, man. Uh, the XFL was awesome when it first. Remember when it first came out and they did that? Like who would get the ball first to start the game? And they put the ball in the middle of the field and they said two guys run in, like, run after. <laughs> <laughs> like what are we doing? No fair catches. Yeah, no, nonsense. no, no. They're going. We're gonna do all the things all you hardcore fans want. No, players, forget these players. Harley. Yeah. Let them do that. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're ready to go. Yeah, that's a good one, man. That's a that's a watching a little bit of that football. That's a top college football team. In this case, Georgia or Michigan or yeah. Uh we got some damn good games this weekend though, man. College football games. Well, because they have this, this is it, man. Yeah. This is it and then you know, it could be easy now. All four undefeated teams win, and then we, there's nothing to talk about. To me, there's nothing to talk about. Well, I don't want to hear ACC about Florida not State. Be easy. No, nothing's going to be easy with the backup Their quarterbacks banged up too. That that other guy, Tate Rotomaker, whatever the hell his name is. So all my FSU buddies are all freaked out because he's banged up. Um, they still got a lot of really good players, but let's that that starting quarterback was was damn good. Jordan Travis, yeah, yes, really. Did you good. see? By the way, did you see in the Florida game the hit that that dude took? the backup FSU quarterback? No. He went to slide, and some guy from Florida just blew him up. Did he do the late slide? No, the guy took – the guy just – Went down and just him. unloaded. Just, just absolutely unloads on him. The guy looks like he's basically unconscious. He goes off to the sideline and comes back in a few plays later, and Kirk Herbstreet was like, I love this guy's toughness going back out there. And <laughs> everyone's like, well, you know, that's maybe – you shouldn't be out maybe there. Maybe he and, shouldn't be out there. So, uh, Kirk was getting ripped, but – yeah, I guess that guy's banged up too. Woody, everybody's Louisville's not very good though. Uh, but but it would be the easiest thing to happen. Washington win this game tonight against Oregon, which probably might or not do you happen. Want, do you want just chaos? I like I like. Listen, I'm I'm for a little shakeup here. I'm for a, Texas is trying to get in this thing. So Texas is going. Go ahead, Alabama. 
Go ahead and win that frigging game against Georgia because we got something on you. Head-to-head competition at your house. That's two points. Would Texas, in your opinion, stay ahead of Alabama? Alabama's eight, Texas is seven. Would they stay ahead? They're both one-loss teams. No. Alabama's going to move okay. ahead of them if they beat Georgia. They, they beat the number one Oklahoma team. State. That's not playing Georgia. That game, by the way, is in Texas for whatever it's worth. It's at Arlington and the Cowboys Stadium. The the uh, Alabama Georgia game is in Georgia. Yeah. At the uh, the Falcons, no, no, I uh, know where, I know where you're going with that. It feels like a couple of home games. I, I'm... Michigan's got to play a very pathetic Iowa team. It doesn't matter. Iowa Michigan's like clearly the best. Clearly the best team in that division. Okay. I, I, I've been saying this, and you don't have to agree with it. I really believe that Michigan and Georgia are a lot better than everybody else. And and by the way, Alabama has nobody's improved more than that Alabama quarterback from the start of the season till now. Although he threw up a friggin' prayer at the end there to to win the game at the at the end. You're probably going to get your wish. By the way, you might get Georgia and Michigan. In the championship, that'd be game. a hell of a, it'd be a hell of a championship get game. Your, your wish there, by the way, Florida State is favored by one and a half. Yeah, I get it. weather not great in Charlotte. A little cold up there. I'm surprised we haven't had that uh, that cold weather thing for the uh, Dolphins. Which, by the way, the weather looks. Did about... you hear uh, Boomer in that little? Yeah, that's why I was just thinking. Updates we run. He mentioned it. So. Um, the weather's about the same, I was told, as last week in New York, pretty much. In D.C. right now? Yeah, it's yeah. just. You concerned about that at all? Like that whole weather thing, you know, late in the season? I am, He said one thing at the end, I agree. It's about getting home games. For the playoffs, yeah. It, it's about home games. I don't want to go play any of those cold weather. T- I don't want to go and play Baltimore or go to Kansas City and play those guys where – Holmes is out in a T-shirt with 20-degree weather with a jacket on. You ever see him just sit out there for like an hour early? Um, well, I think that's <clears throat> reality, right? And I know that all the guys on the you know the Dolphins aren't from here, and they've played in plenty of cold weather places. But I think the longer you spend down here, the more that that weather just hits you, right? You just you want to play. Used to it, and you practice in extreme heat and all that. And the last time this team had ongoing success to get deep into the playoffs because we never won a Super Bowl, a five-year run of really good teams. Um, we had home field advantage until we got knocked out. Now, we might have had to travel later on, and we lost, we lost some home games. But the, your, your best road is – you're the Miami Dolphins is – you know. And by the way, they could have that part wrapped up after these three games where they're heavily favored. That, that could happen. They go to eleven and three, and I, I mean I don't know what's going to happen. Buffalo's got some tough games coming up, and by, by the way, we have some tough games coming up. The last three, Buffalo's got so many problems. You see the Von Miller situation? Yeah, that's not good. went home to see the uh, the girlfriend. That didn't go well. Pregnant girlfriend, like I I just going to get charged with a felony. They said that's what he did on his week off. Just yeah. Yeah, the league's not going to mess around with that. And, and by the way, he hasn't played very well since he's been back. He's no. just been average. And, and not that that has anything to do with anything, but the Bills are a mess. They fired their their OC. They're pretty good in that game, Woody. They should have won that Philadelphia Josh game. Josh Allen was really good in that game. Well, you wouldn't I don't know himself. that the Bills were really good, but Josh Allen was really good. <sighs> anyway, I – He's uh, got a weatherproof arm, Joe. You love that. 
We don't recruit the I same guys. Go ahead, go through the whole list. You brought that up to me yesterday because we were talking about all the schools in Texas on the phone. You you told me you know SMU is going to do some serious stuff over there. You you're, you're kind of high on their program. I think SMU is going to move up the ACC pretty quickly. Be due to the money that that school has. I would think that's probably accurate. They went out and said, hey, we're going to show these guys how serious we are. Just get us in. Tell them they don't owe us any money for the first few years. We don't need a check. We got checks. We don't need their money. Just show them. Just get us in one of those conferences. Will you there, Mr. Athletic Director, Mr. President? Just get us in there. It's amazing. So Texas has turned it around. Texas A&M's a mess. And then you got Houston over there, too, but. Well, you see the Texas A&M, the introductory press conference. No, they all have their arms around each other. They're swaying back and forth. It's a real clown show. That school, they they do a lot of weird well, stuff. Obviously, over there. they don't mind dead money. No, they don't mind giving it out. Because I'm guessing, you know, nobody likes to get fired. There's no coach out there who wants to get fired. But boy, if if you are getting fired, let's be honest. You want to get fired like Jimbo Fisher got fired. <laughs> Jeez. Huh? It's a lot of money. Hey, let me ask you this. In the new era of college football, wouldn't you rather pay, like, you paid, the way they pay Jimbo, $75 million to go away? Wouldn't you rather pay that to a bunch of really good players? They're, they are paying that to a bunch of really good players. They got a really no, big like, budget just for find, paying find whoever players. the best quarterback in the country is you don't, and well, just say, hey, here's $5 million. Here's what $10 do you million. Think, I think if we could ever – I think it would be really interesting. People would love to know what it's costing, the amount of money that every university is spending on their football roster. I don't mean coaches. I mean just players' roster. And I'm talking about – I'm talking about all their endorsements and all the clubs getting together and going, we found $5 million more. How do you want to dish it out? I think Texas A&M may be number one. And if they're not, it may be Texas number one. I Honestly, I, I just – doesn't it feel that way? USC's another one. USC's spending tons of money for a little private school out in L.A. Yeah, to go – Seven and five. Uh, but wouldn't it be interesting? I think we'd, we'd have some big differences in what everybody – and just for the Power Five, the Power Five money that's being spent that schools can generate to give back to their players for the portal and their high school recruits. And, and by the way, don't think four- and five-star recruits are showing up and uh, coming in for $5,000, a little check up front. Every Business in football is getting expensive. In AAA football. When are they just going to come out and call it the AAA Football League? AAA Professional Football. That's what it is. That's 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 what we've got going on. All right, listen. And, oh, by the way, if you want to go to class and get your education, you can do that too. We have hey, before we go to break, can I ask you a question? Yeah. You uh, at that. what point does Mike Tannenbaum do something about or address this situation with his hairline? <laughs> You're looking What's at wrong right. with you? His hair starts in the middle of his head. It's like his his hairline is at the top. This guy puts LeBron to shame. I want to give you hairline. another one. You think any? <laughs> I mean, my God, it is going man. back on Mike since last time I saw him. It's it literally if you put back. a dot, like you put the middle uh, point stop on the top it, of his stop head. It. That's where his hairline starts. I guess for me, every time <laughs> I see Mike on on TV, I'm wondering. Or something. 
Is Mike ever going to get another job? Is Mike Tannenbaum going to get another job in the NFL? He's had two. He no. had the Jets and no. He's VP of football operations down here. Unless someone needs to tank. And honestly, I think I think Mike would admit it was uh, it was a mess. He it wasn't good. It wasn't good for anybody. It wasn't good for the GM. It wasn't good for anybody. For uh, Mike's time here. His, his NFL work is almost as bad as that hairline, man. <laughs> but, like, look at this guy. What, what is that? <laughs> I'm not going to look. He got me looking at it. We got to go to break, man. And it doesn't help him that they have all those studio lights and they're bouncing off his, his forehead. Listen, we're not exactly the best looking guys. No, Calm but down at least, like, bit. you know Calm when. It, there's got to be a certain point we throw in the towel. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going <laughs> – I'm going to break here. Stop. The main man, Anthony Caliendo. Want to tell you all about a man. If you own a business and you're looking to sell, Anthony is the guy to go to. Yep, the main man will help you. I, I don't know. What, there's different stages to this. A lot, a lot of people out there during the holiday season realize, and it's been saying it every year about this time, like, I, I'm tired. I, I'm tired of, of everything. This is not – I don't have the energy – finding good employees, I'm tired of being tired, whatever it is, it's getting you down a little bit, and has you talking to your wife going, I want to sell this thing, good, you should do it, and by the way, um, Anthony Caliendo, the main man, can do it for you, uh, if you own a business and you're looking to sell, Anthony will first of all sit down with you and give you a free evaluation of your your company, um, a lot of people say, I'm sitting down with you, I want to sell it, I have no idea what it's worth, he'll help you from A to Z, Every step of the way, his energy and knowledge and passion and his contacts. Yeah, he's got people looking to buy companies just like yours, no matter how specialized it is. Hey, um, he always reminds me of this, and it, it's it's true. Tens of thousands of people have moved here to South Florida over the last three or four years. And a lot of them are moving down here and buying homes, obviously, but they're also looking to buy businesses just like yours, either for them or for their kids. And boy, nobody's going to do it and get you more money and sell it faster than the main man, Anthony Caliendo. I can't say enough about this guy. His energy level and his knowledge will knock you out, man. No one better to help you than the main man. 1-800-THE-MAIN-MAN or online at www.themainman.com. I'm telling you right now, call him today. That's 1-800-THE-MAIN-MAN or online, themainman.com. Take a look. Get to know him. Hey, by the way, when you call, good chance he picks it up and is ready to go with you right away to get this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Things started. That's right. Miami Dolphins 8-3 and three against the Commanders at 4-8. and eight. Nine and a half point favorite. Second week in a row. When's the last time Dolphins were a nine and a half point favorite in back-to-back weeks on the road? And then on top of that, we got some news. Javon Holland and Teron Armstead still waiting. Teron looks like, I mean, he's out there. It, I don't know. Coach said week to week, not day to day. And Teron's like, no, no, no. I need to be out there. 
Looks like uh, Kendall Lamb has, has been banged up here as backup. He's played so well at left tackle. And uh, Javon Holland's got sore knees, which you would have never known by watching that guy run back that 99-yard uh, pick six against the Jets. So we're kind of waiting. Those two key guys, you're kind of waiting on that combination of Lamb, Armstead, and Holland. And hopefully the Dolphins get some good news there. And uh, if Rob Hunt can come back, that would be spectacular. And and I just want to say this, if, if you're just joining us, and uh, I've, I've talked about it early this morning, th- there are some numbers that just aren't good matchups for this team, this Washington team, and their problems. It, it's not. First of all, Ron Rivera has taken over basically as a defensive coordinator. The head coach, because he got rid of Jack Del Rio, is now calling the defensive plays uh, for his team. Their pass defense is terrible. It's been absolutely horrible. They've given up 28 touchdowns, by far the most in the NFL. 28 touchdown passes is what that defense has given up. Um, They also got rid of and traded Chase Young and and Montez Sweat, two pass rushers who both having good years. I think one had six and the other had five sacks at the time because they didn't think they could – Resign him. It's going to get expensive. Wanted to go with young guys, and and it just hasn't worked out so far. So there's just you look at the number one pass offense going against one of the worst defenses, especially against the pass. It's uh, it's just got to be a a big day to get healthy, man. And then the other side of this, Sam Howell's been sacked 55 times. I don't know what the record is for how many times somebody's been sacked and not injured. I can't believe Sam Howell's not injured yet. 55 sacks. They have turned the ball over 22 times. Now, now we've turned it over six the last two games. The Dolphins have turned the ball over six times the last two games and have 19 on the season. Sam Howell and Washington has turned it over 22 times. And 19's a bad number. 22 and the 55 sacks, so it's just a really good opportunity for uh, for the Dolphins. I think the weather's going to be just about the same. I don't know if there's a little rain in there or not, but as far as temperature, it, it's not. It's just not going to affect these guys. In case you you thought it was going to be too cold up there, and it it didn't. And it it was chilly at the end of the game. Don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't. It's funny when you have a really good team, it doesn't affect you compared to when you go up there and you're not and you're not sure and haven't had success. But uh, so far, the Dolphins have been able to do one thing, and that is beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. And like I said, they, uh, they're big favorites last week, they're big favorites this week, and they'll be big favorites the next two weeks after this as well. Just got a really good chance to go from 8-3 and three to 11-3 and three. If you can get this game on the road and then the next two at home against the Titans and the Jets. So, just wanted to see. Now it's just a matter of of who's going to play. There's always a surprise in there. If somebody doesn't play that you think, even though they sat out, you felt like they could play. And uh, Mike will not – Mike McDaniel, like no other coach, will never – even when a guy says, I can play, I think I can play, Mike sometimes – tells those guys, actually a lot, you're not going to play. We're going to wait one more week. And so uh, I have learned, and you try to learn a coach's pattern of how he handles things and and does things. 
Mike McDaniel has been a very conservative coach on having guys come back that he didn't think were healthy enough. And and, and they're gonna be you're gonna have guys even in today's game. No man, I want to play. No, screw that. No, no, I can play. Nah, you know we're watching you a little bit. Nah, how, how about a week off? It used to be just the exact opposite. You can play. Come on, you, I told you, take the week off. I need you to play Sunday. And uh, this guy is definitely not that way at all. Hey, uh, we got a lot more stuff to uh, get to here and uh, really excited. Jim Nagy's going to join us next when we come back. Executive Director of Reese's Senior Bowl. Um, and now they've added underclassmen to the Senior Bowl. Are now eligible to play in his game. We'll talk to him about that. And all this other stuff, trying to figure out who's transferring in the portal, who's turning pro, who's staying, all these crazy things that uh, that are going on right now. And and uh, Jim's got a good insight on uh, a lot of this and the players that he's looking at, including some of the University of Miami players. So we'll talk with Jim when we come back about all that stuff. But first, before we do, want to take a second to talk about injuries, man. Hate talking about injuries. Love talking about Baptist Health South Florida, though. People ask me almost every day. I get it almost every day. Hey, where do the pros go when they get injured, Joe? Where do the Dolphins go? I go, well, enter Miami, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, Miami Dolphins, FIU, FAU, uh, and Day County High School football teams all make their way to Baptist Health South Florida because they got great doctors that care, care about all our athletes and care about all of us. And it's nice to have that experience and be a top 50 sports medicine program in the country and be right here in South Florida with facilities for you to go to in Dade and Broward County. That's what's great for the knee, shoulder, foot, and ankle, hand, back, hip, and knee replacement. They got a lot, 35 specialists on that staff right now that pretty much just see athletes all the time, uh, high school, college, and professional athletes. All right, besides down in Coral Gables Doctors Hospital. They're also got a great new facility right off 595 and Pine Island Implantation. It is right off the 595, right off it. Make your first right there and uh, heading south, and you're going to run right onto it there, right next to Renaissance Hotel, facing right towards 595. And then, hey, from there, uh, even more convenient for a lot of people in that Dade Broward area down there, just uh, off the Turnpike or the Palmetto at Hard Rock Stadium. Right next to the training facility, we got a brand-new Baptist Health facility ready for you to use as well with all those great doctors working at all three of those facilities. You can't go wrong to see some of the best in the business. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. One goal, always get you healthy playing the sports you love the most. All right, welcome back, and a good, happy football Friday morning to everybody out there. And it's fun to have this guy back with us. Jim Nagy, Executive Director of Reese's Senior Bowl, is with us again. And, Jim, good morning, and thanks for being with us, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's been a while. Well, it has it has been a while, but i got to tell you, I, I saw the good news that you got in uh, November. Underclassmen are now going to be allowed to play in the Senior Bowl once they make a commitment, and you think they're good enough to play in your game. That's a that's a big win. How difficult or how good is that for your situation for your game now? Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a game changer for us because we've uh, you know we've been averaging in the low 40s, you know, 41, 42 top 100 players in our game over the last five years. Um, 
And, and the rest of those guys are all juniors, basically. You know, we'll have we'll have four, five, six seniors decline the invite. Guys that are think they're locked into that, you know, top top ten area, top fifteen area. Um, but the rest of those guys are all juniors, so that opens up a pool of of really talented guys, um, which is which is always great. Uh, you know, I think the league, the NFL, because the league office passed that rule. That had nothing to do with us. I mean, we 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 have to do what the NFL league office says. Right. Um, and, and the te- the teams have been pushing this for this for a long time. Um, the teams have wanted this opened up. I don't think I think I think even college coaches, and I've been talking to them on a daily basis. Um, I'm talking to college coaches now, and and they know that a senior bowl invite isn't getting a kid to leave school, especially with NIL money now. You know, I mean these. If you knew the amount, and I'm sure you know, Joe, but the amount of money being thrown around in college oh. football right now for some of these players, we're talking seven figures for some of these players. So um, an all-star game certainly isn't going to, you know, senior bowl is not an enticement to leave, um, but guys are going to take advantage of it. I mean, right now we're, we're the only way we can do this thing right now is just be talking to their agents. And, and that's the other crazy thing about college football right now is they all have agents. They all have, an, they all mm-hmm. have NAL agents working for them. Um, you know, so the two questions we're trying to get answered right now are, you know, uh, is your player coming out? Is he definitely coming out and leaving? And two, does he want to play in the senior bowl? And then, you know, then we have to make the evaluation and we're, we're trying, if we're going to invite juniors, I want those guys to be top hundred players. Cause to, in my mind, if you're a fourth or fifth round draft pick, you should probably go back to school and just take the NIL money. Um, you know, why would you make a bad football decision if, if, uh, if you get paid while you're in college. So it's, it's Joe, I'll tell you this, I'll, I'll stop here, but it is such a different landscape than it even was two years ago. Mm. Um, when it comes to this whole college football space, I mean, it is trade. It has changed so dramatically in two years. Um, it's crazy. You know, you know, Jim, on, on top of that, I was thinking about you last night and we were, what we were going to talk about. And I was like, God, not only now the underclassmen are really good or close or on the bubble of 90 to a hundred, and the way you rank them, but on top of that, the transfer portal, you, you, you might be trying to, you know, wondering about that, and guys, you know, are, are switching schools, and it's just, I can't even imagine being a head coach right now with everything going on, and, and now you got to figure out if a, if a guy that's an underclassman is not going to play in your second-tier or third-tier bowl game because he wants to get ready for your, I mean, it's just, there's just a bunch of crazy stuff that's going on, especially for good young players. Yeah, there's a lot of layers to it. Um, again, yeah, I, I talked to three or four head coaches yesterday, and portal's about to open here in a couple of days, and and they're preparing for that, and and then just the normal normal recruiting cycle. Um, yeah, and then bowl bowl game prep. Um, you know, I would say one thing: like right now, everyone's trying to line up and get their quarterback, which you know I'm sure Miami's in the same boat there, right? Um, trying to get ready, and then. And then it's crazy. They, they want to get the quarterback on board first because then you then you use the quarterback to recruit other players in the portal. Um, so it is, uh, mm. yeah. It, it's just a, it's a it's a whole different world. I, I don't envy these guys. I mean, these guys what they're dealing with right now. Um, you know, kind of the uncapped free agency of uh, <laughs> college football. This is nothing these guys signed up to do. Um, the quality of life. I mean, you see it. The quality of life for these college coaches. Um, isn't very good right now. Now the money is, and yep. a lot of people don't feel sorry for them because the money's so good. But, but uh, no, I mean there, there's no quality of life. Their phones are always going off with with players and everything. So uh, yeah, just crazy times. I hope at some point either college football breaks off from the NCAA 
and starts to govern themselves and put in some real rules and some real restrictions. Yeah. Or uh, I don't know where this thing's going to be in about five years. Boy, I'm with you. We had Drew Rosenhaus on a couple of days ago. He said all the same things about the amount of money. Guys are now making a million to $2 million, especially quarterbacks. And just talking about yep. all those things that, that you were you were right on the money about That as uh, as a guy that's now in the business and helping guys with NIL deals. So we spend so much time on this show, all NFL season, talking about quarterbacks, especially with so many rookie quarterbacks playing. I did want to ask you about this quarterback class potentially and all these big-name guys, Caleb Williams and Drake May and and Bo Nix and, and, and McCarthy and all these. Do we have a lot of first-round picks coming out in this thing, or are some of these guys going to drop down a little bit in the draft? I think we could. I think we could have five or six. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be our best. It's going to be our best senior bowl quarterback group from top to bottom for sure. Um, you know, we usually bring six. We're going to bring eight this year. Um, you know, the first two guys, Caleb Williams and Drake May, are pretty much locked in. Um, you know, I, I don't think we have a chance with Caleb Williams. He's here, he, he's talking about going back to school or getting partial ownership of an NFL franchise. So <laughs> I don't think we're gonna. I, I don't think we're gonna talk this guy into playing in the Senior Bowl. No. Um, but we we have talked to Drake Mays people because again, if, if everyone thinks Caleb's the number one guy and Drake's the locked in at number two, why wouldn't Drake want to come down here and just throw it around? Which he looks great throwing it around, <laughs> you know. And then and then meet with these teams and convince these guys that maybe he's the guy they want to be the face of their franchise. So, so we're we're in talks there. JJ McCarthy, it's up in the air right now. Nobody really knows what JJ is going to do. Um, I think Quinn Ewers, it sounds like, is going to go back to Texas, and that's really the juniors. And then the seniors, the guys that we're we're going to have here. You've, then you've got all the guys jockeying for number three, and and those guys are probably Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, and it would be JJ if he comes out. Um, and wow. then you got you got Michael Penix and Spencer Rattler and Joe Milton at Tennessee. Um, it's a, it is an absolutely loaded quarterback class, which is great. I mean, I know this from doing some work at ESPN. I mean, that's why ESPN talks about quarterbacks all the time is because that what, that's what gets ratings. That's what drives the bus. Um, and so our quarterback group, um, like I said, I think it, it could be our best one we've ever had. Yeah. Jim, when are you going to have your, uh, your, your, your rosters completely done? How far do you go? I know your game's in February, so you have some time. When, when do you need commitments from all these guys by? Well, I mean, the process is just way more fluid for all the reasons we're talking about, Joe. I mean, a couple of years ago, we, we felt our roster was pretty much 95% done on December 10th. Um, that first week in December, we, we had it locked down. Well, now, you know, I want to say last year we had seven or eight players that accepted invites. And, again, coaches, coaches aren't paying attention to who's accepting senior bowl invites during the season, right? Like when we send them in November – head coaches don't know what's going on. And then the season gets over and someone on the staff tells them, well, coach, this guy, you know, accepted a senior bowl invite. And the coach looks at him and says, well, we want that guy back. So let's get the collective people in the room and let's, let's pony up some money and get this guy back. So that happened with us last year, set with seven or eight players um, that, that schools paid for them to go back to school. So it's going to, and then wow. the junior thing, we can't, we, we can't officially invite the juniors until they declare and that date, I mean, that date is like Jan- in the middle of January. So um, it is going to be really fluid. But for the most part, we're going to know who's going to be here in the next couple of weeks. I mean, there's some of these teams still playing. Um, 
Oregon, Georgia, Alabama, like I know for a fact those schools, their coaches haven't even given their players their invites yet. So yeah. so there's still a lot out there. But uh, I, we're, we're at about 60 players right now. We've had a bunch in the last couple of days. Um, but it's going to be fluid probably through the beginning of January. Jim, I, I got to ask you because you, you have spent time, you're close with Mario Cristobal in the University of Miami program. You were out there and spent time and, and got to see it up close. Uh, I just wonder about some of the talent on that team in, in general, whether underclassmen or, or seniors that are going to come out. There's some pretty talented guys on that team. You're going to have some guys in your game you expect to? Yeah, JV and Cohen is is the one guy right now, uh, the guard. He played he played really well, man. He they did a nice job with JV and I mean some of his stuff. He was he was a hyped guy at Alabama, got a lot of hype. Um, but when you watch the tape, there was a lot of inconsist- inconsistency, um, especially from like a technique standpoint. So they did a great job with JV and right now. Um, he's got a chance to be a day two pick. Um, I think he I think he'll end up being a day two pick. And then you look at you look at what they did in the portal, not just with Javian, but with Matt Lee at center. He did a really nice job getting Jalen Rivers back was uh, was big for him. So they were they were much better up front, you know. And then they got good play um, on the defensive side. I mean, Williams and Kinchins at safety are good players. Um, you know, Leonard Taylor, little up and down, but talented guy, um, really talented guy. Like he should be a day two pick, you know, at some point, whether he comes out this year or next year. So um, you know, it's it's. Everyone wants immediate results, and, right. and Mario's a good coach. He'll recruit. He'll get players there. Um, but, man, in the big scheme of things, it, it's still really early for Mario. And uh, I know, like, when I saw you there in the spring, I saw the, I saw the drawings for this new football facility. That's going to be a game changer. I mean, that's what players want nowadays. Yeah. That's, that's what sells them in recruiting. So when Miami gets that, gets that thing, that, that, to me, that's when things are truly going to turn. Um, but there's there's talent on that roster. Um, probably not what it's going to be in a couple of years, but there's some good players there. Yeah, I tell you what, Jim, it's uh, it's crazy. Some people like it, and some don't. I know now money's starting to leak out and bother some people that want the old system back. Do you think we ever can cap this thing, or are we just watch out, baby? This thing's going to continue to get bigger and bigger with a shortage of certain players, especially for that transfer portal. I think I think it has to. I think it has to change. Um, Again, like I said, I don't know if that means college football breaking off and, and forming their own governing body because, again, college football is so much different than, uh, let's just say, like the men's golf team or the women's swimming and diving team. Like, they're not they're – not, they're, they're, they're both sports. I get it. But they're, for, for, the, for, the, for the non-revenue sports to be governed by the same body as, as college football doesn't make any sense to me. They have to rein it in. It's it, you know I've had some conversations this week with with coaches from from big boy programs. You know like like the top ten programs in the country, and you would think they're probably in the best position right now because financially they can they have resources they can afford things, but they don't even like it. You know like nobody's happy in this current model that we're in right now. So um, it, at some point it's it's got to get reined in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy time, but fun. Hey, Jim, it was great getting caught up with you, man. It, uh, it's a yeah, cr- Joe, it's cr- yeah, thank you. Yeah, man, thanks for having me back on. Sorry to cut you off there, but appreciate you having me back on. You got it. Jim Nagy, joint executive director of Reese's Senior Bowl, talking a little bit uh, about everything going on right now. You don't think he's a little jacked up, some of the guys he's getting for his game? Huh? That is uh, a lot of crazy. A lot of crazy right there. Hey, 9 o'clock hours coming up. Mike Florio will join us. We'll uh, got plenty to talk about with uh, with Mike Florio with uh, with all the stuff in the NFL. Had ourselves a great game, except for one thing last night. 
Great game. It was going to be a top three game all season. It still could have been. Penalties, man. 19, 19 total penalties in that game for 257 yards, man. There's nothing worse than seeing something good happen. And they're going, wait a minute. We got a flag on the field. Anyway, right now, before we get to 9 o'clock hour, I want to tell you about my friends at Era Round the Clock. Air conditioning and plumbing. Trained and certified technicians. 135 trucks on the road every day. They work seven days a week. They understand air conditioning and plumbing problems happen on a Saturday or Sunday. And you want to be able to make a call and not go, oh, we got to wait till Monday. Now they're around the clock, air conditioning and plumbing. Licensed, experienced plumbers, certified technicians that are trained and ready to go seven days a week for you. And when it comes to air conditioning units and, and you know you need a new one or you need a water heater, it's nice to know that air around the clock, air conditioning and plumbing have air conditioning units and water heaters, hundreds and hundreds of them in a warehouse. They don't have to order them. They have them ready to go for you right now. Same-day installation is always the goal. Every day, financing plans to help you out with really good people and quality, quality, quality that you get from old school and 35 years of being in the business. Family-owned and going strong. Eric, Mike, Chippy, and all the rest of them over there been there a long time. The old boys are getting older now, but they're still really good. Any kind of plumbing problem you have, go to 855-PLUMBER. 855-PLUMBER for air around the clock, air conditioning and plumbing. 